0: Here in a couple of minutes, Psalm one thirty three. Hear now, the word of our Lord. How good and pleasant it is when God's people live together in unity. It is like precious oil poured on the head, running down on the beard running down on Aaron's beard, down on the collar of his robe. It is as if the dew of Hermon were falling on Mount Zion, for there the Lord bestows his blessing, even life forevermore. This is the word of God. May it find its way into our hearts and our lives this morning by the power of his Holy Spirit. Amen. So a pilot was flying over the Pacific and um, he was in one of those, uh, you know, those planes with, the, I'm not good with planes, but with the double wings and, you know, like, like a little room in the cockpit for like one other person, maybe some luggage in the back. So he's flying over the Pacific and uh, he, 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 he's flying over this island and he notices some smoke signals. And so uh so he does the right thing. Uh he lands on on this island to see where the smoke signals are coming from and sure enough on this deserted island uh he sees a a man in tattered clothes the beard out to about here who looks like he's been on this island alone for a couple of years. And uh and, and the pilot says says sir it's your lucky day I'm I'm here to rescue you. And, um, and, 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 and the man says, well, I, I, I've been waiting for you, I've been praying for you, um, so, uh, so let's go get my stuff. And so uh, they go to the man's camp, and uh, it's just one man who has been living alone on this island all by himself, and he has three huts. And so uh, the pilot is sort of looking at these three huts and thinking to himself, well, why does this one man need three huts? And so he asks him. And a man, well, let me, show, let me show you. I'm actually pretty proud of these huts here. This first hut is, is the hut where, uh, where, where I, I sleep every night. This is my house. And so they go in, and sure enough, there's a little place to lay down and, uh, and, and you know, this little table where he eats. Then he takes him and shows him the second hut. And in the second hut, there's a, a big bamboo cross and, and, and a tattered old Bible, and, 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 and a chair where, where the man can sit and think and pray and the pilot says oh this must be your church he says yes this is my church i've been i've been keeping notches and, and every seventh day i come in here and i worship and, and, and i've been praying for deliverance and so the man says well you've got your home you've got your church what's the third hut what's that all about and he gets really quiet he says oh well, that's where I used to go to church. <laughs> it took a second, maybe. <laughs> it sounds a little far-fetched, right? Um, uh, this man was probably a Methodist because there's an old saying, show me two Methodists and I'll show you three opinions, right? Um, we, uh, we, we, we tend to get twisted up about stuff a little divided about stuff. Unity is hard. Don't let anyone tell you any different. Unity is hard. The Protestant uh, Reformation began in the the 1500s, something like that. And since the 1500s, since uh, Luther started uh, uh, the, the first Protestant denomination, There have been 33,000, 33,000 times that the church has said, we can't agree on this. We need to split. We know that our own United Methodist Church is working on 33,001. Unity is hard. It's hard to stay together. Don't let anyone tell you any different. You know, some of the things that we're arguing about as a church and as churches um, are are deep theological issues, and, and, and we really shouldn't paper over them and pretend that they don't exist. But there's another level on which I think if we didn't have those things to argue about, we'd find other things to argue about because unity is hard. And we know that there are forces that, that are pulling us apart that are, are bigger than even some of the things we're arguing about as a church. You only need look at our nation and you see that unity is hard. It's hard to stay united. Sociologists and, 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 and historians tell us that, uh, that, 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 that our, um, our, our nation right now resembles most what we looked like on the eve of the Civil War. In fact, recent polls have showed that a slim majority of Americans believe we are headed toward a civil war. Unity is hard. After all, who doesn't want to live in peace? Who doesn't want to agree? Who doesn't want to get along? Well, some people, but most people kind of do, don't they? And yet we get all twisted and tangled. Unity is hard. Everywhere you look, there are signs of division. I remember um, a couple of years ago, I, uh, I went to YouTube to pull a VeggieTale clip to show in Sunday school. VeggieTales, right? A, car- a cartoon tomato and a cartoon cucumber. You wouldn't think that would be very divisive, would you? Well, you'd be wrong, right? I, uh, I, 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 I did the thing that you should never do, which is read the comments under a YouTube video. That's a dark place. You should never go there. Like I did, I was looking through some of these comments and, you know, you had, the, you had like the, the, the stone-cold atheist that's like, get a life, right? Just right under the, the cartoon video, right? Oh, this is a fairy tale and, 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 and religion is responsible for everything that ever went wrong on this earth since the beginning of time, right? And then, of course, there was like uh, the, the compassionate Christian response. Well, you're going to hell, Right? <laughs> We can't even enjoy a cartoon together without finding something to fight over. Unity is hard. But it has always been hard. Ever since the beginning. Right? The first family, the first brothers found things to fight over, didn't they? And we've been fighting ever since. I'll bet you all didn't know that I am an amateur cartographer. Uh, I am. I made this map for you. Um, because I, I wanted to show you what we're talking about in this psalm here. Most of us, when we think of Bible times, we think of um, a, 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 a one nation called Israel, um, united under one God. Uh, uh, us, the, the chosen people against the world. People singing out of the same hymnal, right? Well, it was that way for about a hundred years out of a thousand, right? There was this man named King David uh, who managed to unite these twelve tribes, each with their own ideas, each with their own um, uh, uh, political leanings, each with their own ways of worshiping God. He, he managed to unite them as one nation called Israel, for his lifetime and the lifetime of his son Solomon. For about a hundred years they stayed united. Then, after the reign of Solomon, they split apart. There was a civil war. It resulted in, uh, in the nation of Israel in the north and the nation of Judah in the south. Judah was led by, uh, by King Solomon's son, Rehoboam, and, uh, and, and Israel was led by a name, man named Jeroboam. And never again were they united. And you're never going to guess what they divided over. Taxes. See, the people in the north... Uh, who lived uh, in, in Samaria and around Mount Hermon and all that stuff, they didn't think they should be paying taxes to, to fund all the building projects that were going on in the south. They didn't think they should be the ones paying for, for the, uh, Solomon's temple in Jerusalem and for David's palace. And they sure didn't like the fact that, uh, that some of their sons were being conscripted to, to go, build, go down south and build that stuff. And so they had a genuine disagreement over taxes. It started off that way, but then the disagreement started to be more about culture. See, Bible scholars can, can, can point to the places in the Bible, and they can point uh, with, with pretty good accuracy which parts were written in the north and which parts were written in the south. And the way they can figure it out is by how they talk about God. They talked about God very differently in the North than they talked about him in the South. They had different theological conceptions of God, and those were very important to them, almost irreconcilable. And in in the hundreds of years that followed, they drifted, and they drifted apart. Then something called the Babylonian exile happened. Judah in the south was conquered, and, uh, and, 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 and all the important people uh, were, were led to exile in Babylon. Seventy years later, they come back. And when they come back, um, all, these, all these people that were living in the north in, in the region of Samaria had intermarried with their neighbors just to survive. Now these pure-blooded Jews come back, and they're resettling the temple, they're rebuilding the town, and they kick all the Samaritans out. He said, you don't belong here. You're not going to be part of this new Israel. And it only got worse from there. It was political violence between the two groups, the Judeans and the Samaritans. By Jesus' day, it was considered a sin to have a Samaritan in your home. You weren't even allowed to sit at the same table with the northerner. See, it started being about taxes, then it became about culture, then it became a thing where where, where, where where two people that thought differently couldn't even sit at the same table. Sound familiar? Unity is hard. It has always been hard. But our psalm this morning says how good, how pleasant it is when God's people dwell together in unity. How good, how pleasant it is. And it uses two, I think to modern ears, somewhat mystifying images to describe what that unity is like. The first is, is, is oil being uh, poured on someone's hair and then dripping down to their beard and then on to their collar. They say, so refreshing, just like that. If I told you to go home, I'd say, hey, I've got a great tip for you. All right, You want to feel refreshed, go, go home and, and, and get your vegetable oil and just pour that sucker all over your head, let it drip down all over your beard, onto your collar. Most of you would say, that doesn't sound very refreshing, right? Well, the oil that we're talking about here is anointing oil, and this oil is much finer, right? It's been pressed and repressed and pressed and repressed, and so it's really fine, and it's mixed with all of these, uh, of, 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 of these uh, like, like cinnamon and, uh, and maybe some cardamom and a little zest, right? All of these things that have these, these pleasing scents. And what they would do with anointing oil is, is, is they would pour it on the head and, and generously. But then you would go out into the desert sun, and that fine oil would start to evaporate. And when you evaporate, it would cool you down, and it would leave all of the spices behind. It felt so, so refreshing. It's like a good shower, Right? remember those Herbal Essence commercials, right? I shouldn't have been allowed to watch those commercials, right? But there'd be these people in the shower, and oh, they were just enjoying it and making all these noises, right? It's that refreshing. I had a shower that refreshing uh, this past weekend when we were in Kentucky. Because we were, I mean, during the day, we were in the muck, we were getting dirty. We we're, you know, you know uh, smelling some smells we didn't want to smell. we were around mold, and, 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 and as, soon as, uh, as soon as we got back, we were told to put our clothes in a bag and, and, and tie a knot. But boy, the place we were staying is really nice, and, and they had good water pressure, and it was so, so refreshing. That's the image. That's what unity is like. It's so, so refreshing. It it cleanses you from head to toe. A second funny image that the psalm uses, it, it talks about the dew of Hermon falling on the temple Mount Zion. Now, look at this map. Mount Hermon is that little mountain way on the top. And the temple is way in the bottom there in Jerusalem. That's where Mount Zion is. How in the world would the dew of Hermon fall on Zion? Now, a a lot of scholars have sort of looked at this psalm and said, well, this must be a mistake. must be some kind of scribal error. Someone wrote down something, you know, uh, or maybe it was written by someone that that, that didn't really understand the geography, right? It's some kind of mistake. But I don't think so. I think when you think about unity, you're talking about about that refreshing dew running all the way from the top of the land, all the way to the bottom of the land. Cleansing everything in between. Refreshing the whole land. How good, how pleasant it is. God's people dwell together in unity. It's like someone being washed, refreshed, head to toe. It's like the whole land being refreshed from head to toe. How good, how pleasant it is. See, when I think about the land being refreshed, I I think, you know, as divided as our country is, as divided as our church is, uh, I I think maybe the psalm has a message for us that if we can figure out unity in here, then maybe we can refresh the world out there. If we can figure it out in here, maybe we can lead the way out there. But the thing we have to realize, the thing we have to understand, is unity is not something we do. Unity is a gift of the Holy Spirit. It is something that God does in our midst. When the God piece is missing, true unity in the church is not possible. Unity is a gift of the Holy Spirit. You know, this, 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 uh, this, this image of anointing oil, this image of, 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 of the dew of Hermon, these are two images of something that God does, right? God chooses and blesses the king. The anointing oil is a symbol of God's favor. The dew comes from heaven and restores the earth. The image we're giving as Christians is the image of the Holy Spirit. In a few minutes, when we celebrate communion together, I'm going to pray on behalf of the people, on behalf of all of us gathered here. Pour out your Holy Spirit on us and on these gifts of bread and wine, that they may be for us the body of Christ, that we may be for the world the body of Christ redeemed by his blood. Then we'll say this, Make us one with you. Make us one with each other so that we may be one in ministry to all the world. Think about what we're asking uh, to happen here. We're asking that when we come to the table that the Holy Spirit is going to be poured down on all of us like that fine anointing oil, like the dew of Hermon, the Holy Spirit is going to be poured out on all of us and he is going to make us one so that we can go out and make the world one. Unity begins in here. If we can figure it out in here, we can bless and refresh the world how good, how pleasant it is when God's people dwell together in unity. This is your mission team. Last weekend we were in eastern Kentucky mucking and gugging um, uh, a- a- after the flood there. And, uh, and, and, and Gary pointed out at some point during the weekend that, that our group was representing four churches all right, we have, have people from here, people from Bethany. Um, we had two other churches that, uh, that, that joined us uh, when we got there from eastern Kentucky. And everywhere I went, people were telling me, because I was the pastor, people were telling me, it is so refreshing how well your team works together. How good, how pleasant it is. They work together so well. And we did, I mean, we did. You know, people, uh, pe- people did their job, they didn't get in each other's way. Um, you know, uh, uh, No one complained, um, no job was beneath someone or, or, or above someone. Um, we, uh, uh, the first day I think we designated uh, uh, Susan to be the last voice You know, if, if there was any kind of dispute, not that we had very many. And so we started calling her Supreme Commander I don't know who came up with that. Someone did. Um, but it really, really wasn't that necessary, was it, Susan? We all worked together so well. Now, if you took these same people and instead of mucking and gugging a house, right, you decided to sit them down in a room somewhere and um, let's hash out human sexuality, right? I'll bet you get four different opinions, and I'll bet if they serve lunch really late, uh, you know, people be arguing with each other and being mean to each other. And we might we might leave that same building saying this will never work. We need to go our separate ways. How good, how pleasant it is when the mission is bigger than our differences when the things we're called to are are, are bigger than the things that we choose to fight about. How good, how pleasant it is. Now, some Sundays, the pastor stands up here and tells you you to do stuff you're not doing, right? For shame. But this isn't one of those moments. This is one of those moments where the pastor gets to stand up and say, keep up the good work. Keep up the good work. I was so proud to be a part of this team. And what I wanted to say is, 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 is I've got like, like 30, 40 more just like them back at home. Listen, during this whole pandemic thing, you know, when a lot of my pastor friends were talking about their cranky congregations and, 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 and the people that were on, on different sides of this whole mask thing, All I could say is we're not really fighting about that over here. We all kind of realize we're in this together and if we have differing opinions about it we're keeping it to ourselves. How good, how pleasant it is, how refreshing to be in a circuit with three churches that work together so well. Don't let the nastiness out there spoil this. Don't let the division out there ruin what we have in here. Better yet, take this out there into the world. Amen. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Thank mm-hmm. you.